Blog Talk Radio. Go searching for 1640 PWPR. 
our channel will pop up. Click subscribe, and it's for free. Listen carefully. It is for free to subscribe to 1640. You can listen to our show, as well as great shows like the King Firehawk show, uh, that image guy, Cool Down with AC. Lots of great stuff. We got, you know, guys that are, you know, radio guys. They're doing their hosting thing. We got some independent wrestlers that have their podcasts on the network. So you want to get on board. Check it out. Again, write it down if you don't have a great memory. 1640-1640-PWPR is the network, the channel that you want to subscribe to. And as we get you set for the Royal Rumble, we're talking Rumble. We're talking the undercard. We're talking contracts. We got lots of stuff to get into tonight. Could not get through without my tag team partner, who's on the line all the way from Connecticut. Dave, how is the big storm treating you up there in Connecticut? This big storm is the equivalent to the boogeyman as a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. It, <laughs> it, it has no meaning whatsoever. There's hardly any snow. It's just starting to... It, it's just starting to to cover the ground. It's it's been going on since probably I would say midday, maybe like right around lunchtime, noon, uh, twelve o'clock. Uh, I almost said noon o'clock, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> nothing really of, of serious note to go on with this snowstorm uh, in my neck of the woods here in the uh, in, in the eight six zero. That's uh, one of the many area codes here in the state of Connecticut. So other than that, I mean, you know. I've been uh, bundled up and preparing for tonight's uh, big show here on the Ken Reedy Show. Looking forward to talking about the Royal Rumble. Probably one of the more interesting build-ups to Royal Rumbles in recent years. So without further ado, uh, let's get right into it, Ken. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking some wrestling. Because we're getting pummeled here. Uh, we, we get, we're getting close to a foot right now. So I've been snowed in all day. And uh, you guys know... Uh, Producer of the show, uh, Michelle D, a.k.a. the All-Star Michelle D, independent wrestler from IWF. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a big uh, Breaking K-Fabe. You know, she's my girlfriend. But she's a big Mark Wahlberg fan. So uh, we decided to watch the movie The Corrupter while we were snowed in. Like, let's watch a movie. We'll watch The Corrupter. And holy cow, I wish I could get those two hours of my life back. So I am really glad to be able to spend these next two hours talking about the Royal Rumble because there are two hours of my life I lost watching that movie. And if you guys, if anyone out there that's thinking about watching that movie, I just saved you. Do not watch that movie. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen Mark Wahlberg do. So the let's get into this because I am excited to talk a little bit of wrestling for the next two hours and lots of important stuff. And, uh, you know, as as this, this WrestleMania season that I talked about at the top of the show, when we talk Royal Rumble... We're talking Rumble, obviously, one of the big four pay-per-views, a big deal. Arguably the most consistently entertaining pay-per-view of the year. It, it, it's difficult for the WWE to screw up the Rumble match. That's usually a fun time. I know we do it. A lot of people do their, their pools. They bet, you know, legally within a group of friends. Um, it's just a fun pay-per-view. But the, uh, overall, the significance about the, the Rumble is you know we're kicking off WrestleMania season. And as we head into WrestleMania season, holy cow, outside of the Rumble, we're hearing contract negotiations. People are coming over. Is this Triple H's influence on the company bringing new talent in and, and people that 
the fans just want to see. And as we're getting set to do this show, and we're so many things you already have to talk about, lo and behold, yesterday we get the news that the one and only Austin Aries shows up on NXT, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but we'll see that broadcast on Wednesday on the network. Um, But Austin Aries, a part of NXT, so obviously under the WWE umbrella, um, a great talent, a guy that that can do just about anything in the ring. When you start to look at, number one, the different matchups that you could see Austin Aries uh, involved in, in like both NXT and um, the main roster, you know, entertainment value uh, between wrestling and his ability to work a character and the way he can talk on the mic. Uh, great stuff, as well as a guy, if he's mentoring some of the younger stars in NXT, it's a great signing. So uh, I'm excited to see what we're going to get out of Austin Aries. Um, I'm excited to see where they're going to place him and what programs they're going to use him for. But, but Dave, when we start to look at like this, again, WrestleMania season, uh, stuff on camera as well as behind the scenes, things are really starting to ramp up a bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, let me let me first correct you. Uh, we will not see Aries debut this Wednesday. I'm hearing his his uh, epi- the episode of NXT that was involving his debut will air on March the second, I believe. They taped quite a few um, uh, episodes of TV uh, last night's NXT tapings from the University of Central Florida. So they are in a bigger venue normally than the Full Sail uh, University setup that they have. Um, in regards to what you were mentioning earlier about the uh, you know, WrestleMania season and uh, you know the, the not only in front of the camera but behind the camera things are happening. I mean, yeah, um, with the um, with the influx of talent being out and we don't have a, a timetable on a lot of returns. I mean, you know, John Cena just had so- shoulder surgery. Daniel Bryan, that story, and we we'll get into that at some point. Either we'll get into it tonight or we'll get into it on Monday. But his story is another very interesting story too. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, a lot of big names um, on the WWE's main roster that's probably not going to make it for WrestleMania, um, which leaves a lot of holes. And we, and we discussed this the past two weeks on the show. Um, so whether it's Triple H or WWE management collectively as a whole, figuring out how to fill in those gaps. Um, Austin Aries, a great signing for NXT. I'm not going to rule out the possibility of him going to the main roster, but I think his purpose is to help NXT, um, considering the following that he has um, on the independent scene and his work rate and the style of wrestling that he that he brings during his matches. Um, he's going to be best suited for NXT with a number of talents on that NXT roster, and he's also going to be another name that – independent wrestling fans, which WWE is now going after with this NXT brand, he, his purpose is going to be to attract more, more people to NXT live events when they become a full touring brand starting in 2017. They've been adding more shows in 2016, but they'll become a full touring brand by the start of 2017. And I think he'll be, on, he'll, he'll be a part of that. He'll be a big part of that. Uh, helping them, uh, you know, get more, gain more, uh, more of an audience and a different audience too. Like I said earlier, I, I truly believe that NXT is tackling the independent wrestling fan, the fans that WWE's been trying to shy away for many, many years. Um, 
It's a very exciting time, though. I'm, I'm very pumped and excited to see what he's going to be able to bring. He did a lot of good stuff in TNA. His world title run, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, he did some great stuff in the X Division. His tag team with Bobby Roode. Uh, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. He was one of the, the, the bright spots of TNA and somebody that I thought that they were going to build that company around, be one of the guys. But unfortunately, that didn't work out for him. Uh, overall, I think it's pretty cool that he's a part of it. And, um, you know, with him right now in NXT, the possibilities are endless. Like I said, I'm not ruling out a main roster appearance. I think that that will eventually come, but it's not a priority for him right now. No, no, no. And I, again, I think he's a guy that, you know, I don't necessarily see him, although who knows, but I don't see him as, as a main eventer necessarily on the main roster. But, you know, so many places that you can put him, uh, whether it be on the main roster or or in NXT, um, you know, a guy who's got uh, a real good handle on his character and, and portraying that character. So I, I do think bringing a guy in like him, I mean, it's, it's, you know, one of those things, you look at what the WWE is doing right now and, uh, they're uh, they're bringing in uh, you know top free agents you know they're going out there and grabbing these guys and I think this is a great signing by the WWE um, you know it does remain to be seen again we just look at NXT and uh, you know we're kind of happy with what NXT has done creatively the main roster it's been spotty at best um, so you hope however they use these guys they bring them in that they use them uh, effectively but right now um, whether it's Triple H's influence or or just the the necessity. I mean, who knows? These injuries, um, as far as the fans go, may wind up being a blessing in disguise as the WWE. And I don't want to say panic mode, but the WWE is like we got we got slots we need to fill. Uh, they go out and they they sign some talent that uh you know we would love to see on the big stage of the WWE. And speaking of guys that rumor rumors and contract rumors and. People we want to see on the big stage of the WWE, a guy who, uh, you know, some may say built, and if you're not going to say he built by himself, he definitely had a major hand in building TNA, uh, the one and only, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Uh, rumors swirling about him uh, coming to the WWE, perhaps on the main roster, the internet is swirling. The internet wrestling fan is going is downright giddy, giddy right now with the prospect of him making his debut tomorrow night uh, at the Rumble as uh, perhaps a participant in the Rumble match. Who knows? And, you know, as, as the story unfolds and it looks like he's coming, it looks like AJ is coming, um, lo and behold, TNA uh, kind of rears their ugly head and they're like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. We had AJ. AJ is under con- or is going to sign a contract with us. Um, to me, it, it, it's like it, now the whole story is convoluted. TNA comes out. No way. We had him. Uh, all reports are, are stating that yeah, he's coming to the WWE. Confusion. AJ's lawyer comes out and says no agreement was reached. As always, because on this show, we need to give our fans and everyone else a comprehensive viewpoint on exactly what the news stories uh, are of the day, and we try to get as collect as much information as possible. And when I say we here, I mean Dave, our news guy who goes through, tries to get through all the BS to get you down to the nitty-gritty at what the story exactly is. So, Dave, as we're hearing all this nonsense with TNA, 
contract negotiations. He was signed. He wasn't signed. Try and help our fans. And, and you know what? Help me make heads or tails out of this TNA situation with AJ Styles. All right. Well, first and foremost, like you, it's more than likely that he's going to be he's going he has signed with WWE. More than likely, that's the case. Um, all signs point to that. Uh, one in particular, I mentioned it in my Day Five News report last Monday that uh, AJ Styles would be making one final appearance with Ring of Honor, which takes place tonight in Duluth, Georgia, but it was going to be for a meet and greet, uh, photo opportunity, autograph appearance, nothing about a match, and certainly nothing about any kind of in-ring activity. Uh, the, 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 the rumors I've been hearing is that um, he's not wrestling, and any kind of moment that takes place in the ring with AJ Styles and Ring of Honor's event tonight will not air on Ring of Honor television. Um, that's probably due to the fact that WWE has requested that now that he's under contract, allegedly. Like, you know, we said, take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I, I believe it, but I'm, I'm also believing it when I see it, too, at the same time. Um, the story I've also heard is that he's supposed to be uh, be in Orlando tomorrow for the Royal Rumble, and he would start sometime this week, whether it's tomorrow at the Royal Rumble or Monday on Raw or, you know, the, the SmackDown tapings, um, Tampa uh, on Tuesday. But as far as the TNA situation goes, which this just came about just, like, I believe, 24 hours ago, um, the story that's making the rounds is that uh, TNA had – reached out to AJ and they began talking about a possible return to the company because AJ was not under contract with new Japan pro wrestling. And he was not under contract with ring of honor. He, I, I don't know if he had a per appearance deal or if he had a verbal agreement with both, but he was not signed to an exclusive contract with them. So that allowed TNA to talk to him. Um, and once they had talked to him, they had also talked to doc gallows and allegedly Carl Anderson from the Bullet Club, two other individuals who are rumored to be starting with WWE possibly in March at the next set of NXT television taping. Now, like I said in one of my previous news reports, Gallows and Styles are the only two that were legally allowed to talk to WWE. So therefore, these two were legally allowed to talk to TNA. However, the press release that TNA put out is that they started talking in November, and that and those talks included Carl Anderson, who is also he is exclusively under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that contract doesn't end till February first. So TNA might be getting themselves in another pickle by negotiating a contract with a person who's under contract to another organization. But that's a whole other story that hasn't even really developed as of yet. The meat and potatoes that I'm talking about here are Styles and Gallows. They allegedly agreed to a deal with TNA. Allegedly, this is coming from TNA, an official press release, not the dirt sheet. TNA Wrestling officially announced this, that they did have them signed. They signed them to an agreement. They signed them. They came up with merchandise ideas, creative, plane tickets were purchased, and a date was set that they were going to fly the talent in for the Impact Wrestling debut on Pop TV on January 5th. Here's the problem with that. AJ Styles for months had been advertised for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom pay-per-view, which was on January the 4th in Japan, in Tokyo. So if 
TNA was going to bring Styles in for the 5th of January, how is it, how is it possible for AJ to work the pay-per-view in Japan and then they fly him out to the Impact tapings? He wouldn't have made the television tapings. Well, needless to say, he allegedly, allegedly contact was, contact was, wasn't made after the holidays, after the Christmas break. And that's when things started to break down, when, when TNA management was allegedly not hearing from Styles, Anderson, and Gallows. And that's when allegedly things heated up for them in regards to talking with WWE. Um, AJ Styles' agent slash lawyer, Bill Behrens, he's a, big, he's a, uh, he's, he's a pretty big-time uh, agent for a lot of independent wrestlers and a lot of talent that you see on TV currently. Bill Barron's actually used to work for TNA in the early days when Jeff and Jerry Jarrett were running it. I forget how long he was there um, in the Dixie Carter era, but he'd been with TNA for you know the early stages of its, of its infancy in the company. And Barron's released a statement saying that no agreement was signed AJ and company agreed to certain terms of a contract. When the contract was brought to them, there were other amendments that hadn't been put in that TNA needed to put in for them to sign. They didn't put those in, and then therefore, they once they stopped talking, that's when the communication broke down, apparently. That's what it seems to indicate by the statement that Bill Barron's has made and TNA. So that kind of matches up there. I'm hearing that Styles is the only one of the three individuals that contacted TNA and said, thanks for the offer, but I'm going to do what's best for my family and work somewhere else. Um, but to me, in my opinion, um, I just find the timing of this very convenient. A mere 48 hours, this story breaks, 48 hours before he's allegedly supposed to debut at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view tomorrow night. And I just find this to be a big coincidence. I think this is TNA trying to save face because, quite frankly, they dropped the ball in, in, in re-signing AJ Styles, the original TNA original, the guy that was there from day one that they were supposed to build the company around. He was like their version of Sting. You know, with WCW had the Sting. He was like their Sting in the sense that, like, he started from the bottom with them and he really made a name for himself in that company. And... When AJ left a few years ago, he didn't leave on good terms with TNA. So this was them trying to get him back, and unfortunately, it did not work out. So I think I think there's some truth that there were talks there, but I think personally that TNA is trying to save face by blaming the talent for walking away from the deal by stating that they were unprofessional and not contacting them to continue this working relationship. So... Like I said, big coincidence if you ask me that this story comes out 48 hours before his big debut. And from what I'm hearing, TNA has not responded with any kind of legal action. Um, I've not heard anything about them uh, suing or, or taking any kind of legal action towards the three of them. Um, like I said, they might have a big pickle on their hands if they, if they want to sue or go after uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson when they were negotiating a contract with him while he's under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's, it's, the whole situation is, is, as we like to put it on the show, very muddied. But, um, I mean, it would have been cool to see AJ and those guys show up on TNA. Sure, I think it would have given them a good shot in the arm. And it would have at least given some faith to the, the hardcore TNA audience that the company's trying to turn things around by bringing back the, big, the biggest name that, 
TNA has ever created in AJ Styles, but fortunately that's not the case, and the prospects of him coming to WWE seem to be uh, uh, greater as, as the minutes go by. So that's, that's what I have for you on the AJ Styles contract situation. Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing I find intriguing with this, uh, you know, with TNA, and then, you know, it, it's like when you see stories break in, like, a, you know, a newspaper or something, and, you know, whatever, uh, you know, so-and-so was seen cheating on their, their wife, or whatever the case is, and, you know, celebrity comes out and says, no, I didn't do it, um, but but never sues. You never, never sues for slander, and, and to me, like, I'm, you know, I mean, you might just be the type, like, oh, I just don't want to be bothered, but... To me, like when when you've really when when you've really been wronged, um, especially in, in business and big business when millions of dollars are at stake. Um, generally, to me, if you've really been wronged, uh, you're going to go out there. You're going to sue, and the, and the fact that TNA has just kind of come out and said these things, but there's not a lawsuit pending or anything else. I I tend to think again, it comes off as sour grapes now, and and I, I wonder about like the TNA. PR department where, regardless, net-net, uh, fans are going to look at TNA, you know, it's a shame that they missed out, they they dropped the ball, whatever the case is, and they weren't able to bring AJ Styles back. Uh, to me, like, this whole thing, just let it go. Just let it go. It just doesn't make TNA look good. It, it, to me, it's another, you know, it's an eye roller. I, I think when fans, most fans, when they read that stuff, like kind of rolled their eyes, like, ah, oh, yeah, here goes Dixie Carter again. It just, um, I don't know. I just don't think it was smart on TNA's part. Look, you lost. AJ Styles went to went to the big leagues. I mean, it, you know, if he's able to sign the big contract with the WWE, there's there's no shame in that. It just seemed, I don't know, it just came across a little bit silly to me as far as uh, what TNA was doing. But let's let's put all that aside. All that legal contract mumbo jumbo nonsense, and let's talk about the man AJ Styles. Incredibly talented. Um, a lot of fans are saying, you know, since leaving TNA, he's been doing some of his best work of his career um, out there on the independents, doing what he's been doing lately. Um, the Bullet Club thing, and this is something that, to me as a fan. And I need your take on it too, Dave. When you when you talk about number one, the Rumble being one of the big four. When you talk about the Rumble signifying the start of WrestleMania season. When you talk about WWE creative and how they desperately need a shot in the arm. How things have been, you know, again, hit and miss at best. Boring at times. Uh, tough to sit through the three hours of Raw. With all the guys on the shelf, the the shot to me, the shot in the arm that AJ Styles, in and of himself, let alone if the Bullet Club is coming as well, could give to WWE programming, especially heading into this WrestleMania season, where Uncle Vinny Mac and the WWE want to set some attendance records at WrestleMania, to me. If you have AJ Styles in some capacity at the Rumble tomorrow night, it kicks off this season with a bang. It lets you know that this WrestleMania season is different. It's special. And who knows what we're going to see over the course of the next few months. It'll bump up that level of excitement headed towards WrestleMania. 
And to me, AJ is one of those guys. I mean, just pick a name out of a hat, and he'll put on a good match with that individual. So to me, I'm really hoping that, you know, the writing's on the wall. I'm hoping all these rumors are true. Um, I would love to see it. It would be something that different than we've seen in quite some time in the WWE. And, you know, especially now, Dave, going into this WrestleMania season, what a shot in the arm this could be for the WWE. Oh, it could be huge because he's a fresh face who has, you know, built a brand for himself, uh, you know, starting with TNA. I mean, not to knock TNA, but he's done some great things with them. He's done some not-so-good things with them, but he's also done some great things with them. And then he moved on, and he went, you know, did the indie scene in Ring of Honor and New Japan, and he really he really stepped up this game and, in a way, almost in these past couple of years, really helped build his stock his portfolio in the wrestling business even further to, to, to the point where whatever his next move was going to be, it was going to be big. And it looks like WWE is that, is that next move. I mean, you know, we could, we could be fooled tomorrow and this may not happen, but um, it would be good for the rumble events um, to have a name like him, um, you know, a debut, whether it's in the rumble match or if he makes some kind of appearance, um, you know, I personally, if it were me, I mean, I, it would be cool to see an actual, you know, entry into the Rumble match. But what would be even cooler is if, it, like, whoever wins the Rumble match at the end and they're holding the title high, AJ comes out and he stands at the top of the ramp and he stares the guy down. And that's how you end the Royal Rumble. You just get a little bit of AJ. And then it makes you look forward to Raw the next night wondering, Who's this guy? If you don't know who he is, casual WWE fans, if you don't know who he is, you're going to wonder, who's this guy? What's he doing here? And what's his reasoning for showing up at the Royal Rumble? You know, I, I think that would be cool. Um, but it would definitely, like you said, it would make it would, it would make WrestleMania season the build-up different because right now, I mean, I haven't really heard of any huge rabbits, rabbits being pulled out of the hat creatively um, for for. for or any big names that are supposedly in talks or returning to WWE for WrestleMania, who knows? They, those talks may be kept in private, and we could be surprised when that person actually shows up. But, yeah, AJ showing up uh, tomorrow night at the Royal Rumble would be would definitely set the tone for wrestling fans and WWE fans to be like, oh, okay, this is definitely going to be interesting. He's a new, fresh face. He's, he's going to bring something different. Um, let's, let, I'm very intrigued as a fan to see where this is going to go with AJ Styles, a part of WWE programming, who they were to match him up with, what kind of position you're going to put him in. Um, because I would imagine that they bring him in now. He's not going to have a small role, you know, in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal unless he wins the whole thing at WrestleMania. You're going to put him in a match of significance. Um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he was in the, one of the top four or five WrestleMania matches, because usually every Mania there's like four matches that are like the main matches that get the most buildup. It wouldn't surprise me if he's in one of those. So, I mean, you're, I agree with you 100%. Definitely going to turn some heads if he shows up tomorrow night, regardless of what his role is. Yeah, and he's a guy that, you, you know, there's, there's so many places that, that you can put him. I mean, you know... I wouldn't. The one thing I just I wouldn't want him to be brought along too quickly, um, you know. I but I mean you can put him in the rumble match, 
and, you know, maybe something starts with someone in the Rumble match. Uh, has an okay showing, has a, a stare-off with someone in the match, and, and that leads to something. Um, you know, to your point, do we have a winner of the Rumble match, and then afterwards we see AJ at the top of the ramp just kind of saying, you know what, I'm here, and, and what does this all mean? Um, there's so many spots that you can put this guy in. Again, I want to see AJ built the right way, but when the time comes, he's a guy that you can stick in your main event. He's a guy that you can put uh, in a program surrounding the, the IC title. He's a guy you could put in a program surrounding the U.S. title. Um, he's going to make whoever he's working with look good. He's been around the business for a while. So, to me, you know, when we talk about free agent signings, you know, he's a guy that, you know, there's a lot of spots you can use him. And, and it's not to, you know, like we said, it, it's, you know, you're also making just overall this this WrestleMania season Seem like something special. Seem like uh, it's something different. Um, who knows who else is going to show up if AJ is here? Uh, you know, is the rest of the Bullet Club coming? I mean, there's so many things you can do with with AJ. Um, is is AJ a heel? Is he pro or or against uh, the authority? Where do you? I mean, there's to me the sky's the limit. This is a guy that you know, a one guy free agent that comes in and if he's signing a contract where He's going to be doing regular dates, and we're going to see him on Raw and or SmackDown often. Um, you know, sky's the limit as far as where you can put him. You know, as far as, you know, you want to go the limitations of AJ, yeah, AJ's limitations as far as, uh, you know, at times, uh, character-wise, he can get stale. Um, he's not stellar on the microphone. Uh, that's not his strong point, but... When that guy gets between the ropes, he knows how to tell a story. He's incredibly athletic. And it just, you know, Dave, it's one of those things now where, um, God, I I mean, for the WWE's sake, I mean, I hope the rumors are true because if he doesn't show up soon, uh, if he doesn't show up tomorrow night or within the next couple weeks and we start to hear rumors that they were all just, in fact, rumors, um, there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans out there. Well, uh, absolutely, but I do, I do think. I mean, I, I lean more towards that these rumors are true. Normally, I always take rumors with a grain of salt, and I speculate if they're true or not. I think that this, in this case, these rumors are true, and I do think that, you know, for instance, when this, when this, when the story broke that Styles, Gallows, Anderson, and Nakamura were potentially headed to WWE, WWE got in front of it and actually posted. The, the uh, posted a story about them potentially coming to the company, so it was smart on their part to acknowledge it because they wanted to get create traffic to their website as opposed to the dirt sheets that first reported it. So it was smart on WWE's part to acknowledge it because it had it had gotten so much press from the wrestling community that they had no choice but to acknowledge it. So for WWE to do something like that, refer to them as, by, by their current you know, wrestling personas and acknowledge the history that these guys have in the wrestling business, with the exception, of course, of mentioning TNA, because they did not do that in that article. Um, I, I truly believe that he's going to be, he'll, he'll be a part of WWE TV sometime this week, whether it's tomorrow, Monday in Miami, or Tuesday at the SmackDown tapings in Orlando. However, 
there has been some talk that if he doesn't debut tomorrow night, that Raw would probably be the best place because more people are going to see it on Raw than people watching on the WWE Network. And it would be, as you would quote-unquote say, best for business. But I think this Rumble event needs a shot in the arm with the amount of names that are out. I think currently the, the, the surprise factor needs to be amped up a little bit heading into the Rumble match. And that's something that we'll discuss later on. And AJ would be a perfect spot for a perfect would fit perfectly in that role as a surprise entrant. Yeah, and, and it's intriguing, though, to see like a guy like AJ. I mean, I hope he's used the right way. I mean, I hope they, they put him in a a prestigious program. Um, you know, he's, you know, he deserves to be. And, you know, like I said on the last show, you know, there's always that talk with with the WWE that, you know, Vince McMahon doesn't like pushing characters or guys that he hasn't necessarily built. Um, to me, I, I think that that mode of thinking is antiquated. Um, I get it, but that, that mode of thinking is purely ego. Uh, it's like I said before, if you're a, you know, you're a sports team and you go out and, and sign the biggest free agent, uh, you don't sign him to ride your bench because he didn't come up through your farm system. You know, you put him on the field to perform for your team. WWE is the biggest game in town. WWE won the Monday Night Wars. No company is coming close. Nobody's going to watch, t- uh, you know, AJ Styles come to the WWE and think, oh, my God, you know, he was built in TNA. Let's stop watching the WWE and go watch TNA. Um, there's no risk there. So use him. Use him effectively. Uh, put, give him a prominent role on WWE programming. But it is definitely, as a wrestling fan, something to get excited about, something to uh, – uh, really look forward to, and something you know. I think most uh, fans are looking at, uh, you know, perhaps something different, something that that'll give this WrestleMania season a shot in the arm. And as we uh, look at the Royal Rumble, look at the Rumble match and the the event, uh, you know, going into tomorrow. Uh, one of the matches on tomorrow's card, uh, interesting. They have a fatal four way tag team match uh, to to add some more members to the Rumble match to qualify. Uh, for the Rumble match, and we have, uh, holy cow, you're still employed by the WWE, Darren Young and Damian Sandow, uh, versus the Dudley Boys, uh, versus the Ascension, versus Mark Henry, and also, holy cow, I can't believe you're still employed by the WWE, Jack Swagger, uh, in this match to qualify for the Rumble. Um, Intriguing, intriguing, Maybe, uh, you know, it should be entertaining. Um, I don't know. I, this is a match. I mean, we'll, we'll, I guess we can start getting into picks, Dave, but uh, I think this is easy. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if uh, the Dudleys didn't win unless they use this to really put forward a uh, split with the two, so they want to start in this match, but... When I look at this, uh, I don't know. I just can't see anyone coming out of this uh, but the Dudleys. We could talk about the Rumble match a little bit later. Would not be shocked if in the Rumble match we see some dissension um, with the Dudleys. But um, should be a fun match. Should be entertaining. Uh, get some guys on the card. But I'd be surprised if we don't see the Dudleys win this, Dave. Yeah, I agree with you. However, there's been talk that this could be Mark Henry's last Royal Rumble that he could be retiring soon. Um, so maybe Mark Henry and Jack Swagger pull out the victory. However, 
Um, I, I, you know, I will say that, like, I'm not a – my pick is the Dudleys, but I'm not 100% sold on that pick. And the only reason why is, is that I think they made a great return. They did some good stuff with New Day. But then they seemed to just kind of drop off. And then they did some good stuff with the Wyatts. And then they just seemed to kind of drop off again. They kind of had like a roller coaster up and down of, of you know, good and bad creative stuff that they've been doing with them. Um, I, I know that they were brought in to help the tag team division, but I don't feel like that their presence has helped the tag team division currently right now. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't win this match. Um, I think they were putting this match to add some credibility to the pre-show match. Um, I can't see the Ascension winning. Uh, it's an odd pairing with Darren Young and Damian Sandow, considering that, you know, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, as of like a, like a month ago, they were a tag team, and then there was no split of any kind. They just separated the two. So now Young had to go find a new partner, and he picked Damian Sandow. And then the other odd pairing of Jack Swagger and Mark Henry, I just kind of find it a little weird. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to choose the Dudleys, but it would not shock me if the Dudleys didn't win and it were Mark Henry and Jack Swagger winning this match to go advance into the Royal Rumble. But you pick Dudleys and I pick Dudleys. That's a safe – I wouldn't say safe, actually. I'm kind of I'm kind of back and forth on it. I'm not 100% sold on it, but that's what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose the Dudleys. Well, I think it's one of those bets where, you know, you look at it and it's like, you know, it's not necessarily a slam dunk, but if you were, you know, if you were going to go to Vegas and you had to place money on, on every match, um, you know, this is the direction you'd go in. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's been, it's, it's been interesting. Um, you know, who knows? I get it. Did you bring in the Dudleys to help uh, beef up the tag team division? I don't know how much. I agree with you. I don't know how much they've done. Um, I probably would have leaned towards uh, putting the titles on them and uh, help beef up other tag teams with their chase after the Dudleys. Um, you know, it, it's been hit and miss with them. Uh, they're great. Don't get me wrong. All the respect in the world for what they've accomplished and what they've done and, and how they work it. But I I would not be surprised if we're heading towards a, a Dudley breakup, uh, you know, maybe uh, sooner than later. Uh, you know, that would be one of those things that if the Dudleys were to lose this match, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some dissension during the match. Um, and if that's not the case, maybe we see some dissension or those guys going after each other in the Rumble match. Um, which brings up another interesting point. Again, the whole, like, Uncle Vinny, who uh, doesn't necessarily like pushing characters that he didn't create, but when I think when I think of the prospect of some version of the Bully Ray character being used on on WWE programming, I gotta admit I get a little bit excited. I, I, I you know he's he's great, great on the microphone. They really could use a guy like that. They could use a legit bona fide heel to grab that mic and and do what Bully Ray can do. Um, I'm not. I'm, this is purely speculation on my part, but it's something that, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily mind seeing. Is it going to happen? Who the hell knows? But I'm curious your thoughts on Bully Ray, Dave, because I I would like to see it. I think it would be intriguing to see some variation. I mean, maybe because the WWE and don't be a bully, be a star. 
Uh, they, they would call him something different, so it would be some variation on the character. But again, as far as Bully, Bubba, whatever the hell they would call him, uh, grabbing that microphone and, and doing his heel bit on Monday Night Raw, uh, that again could be something very entertaining during this WrestleMania season. I think it would work. Um, you know, I think WWE would tweak it a little bit. Obviously, something that they would feel more comfortable doing, um, you know, in, in their own way. But I think I think it would definitely work. Um, I I do I don't agree with you in the sense that there could be a split between the two if they were to lose this match, or if there was some sort of, or if they won the match and got into the Rumble. They're, they they would cross paths and we would see the beginning of a Dudley split. I don't think that would be the case. I think the story that, that would probably best suit them right now, and I could be wrong, but this is just my opinion, if they were to win this match, or I'm sorry, if they were to lose this match, then the story of, oh, the Dudleys have come back and they've come up short every single time. They're not the Dudleys of old. Do they still have it in them anymore? The Wyatts have basically destroyed them. New Day had their way with them. Now they can't even beat teams like the Ascension and, and, and teams that are just thrown together. Um, you know, kind of like, do the Dudleys have it in them anymore? Are, the, are, the, are these the Dudleys of old? You know, is it time for them to hang it up sort of thing? And then you turn them heel and you get the Dudleys of old. The, the You know, the mean, nasty, dirty, disgusting Dudley boys that just wreak havoc whenever they're in the ring or whenever they're on WWE TV. I think that's the route they would go more so than splitting the two of them up. Would it work if you split them up for Bo- for Bubba? Yeah, if you gave him a variation of the Bully Ray character. But what would you do necessarily with Devon? I mean, if you think about it, when they split the two of them up in TNA, Devon didn't really amount to much. The, 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 the best role he had was when he was kind of bully sidekick, not his tag team partner, but his sidekick in the Aces and Eights. Before that, like I said, he didn't do a, a, a great deal as a singles competitor in TNA. Um, and that's not any effect to him as a talent, just creatively, for whatever reason, they've never really put any focus on him as a singles competitor. And that was even the case in WWE years ago when they split them up the first time. So I, I think that they, that if they're going to do that, they need to have a plan for both of them. Um, but I, I would lean more towards the two of them. They're kind of going with the, you know, do they still have it in them anymore kind of story. Maybe it's time to hang it up, and then they you, you turn them heel somehow. And then they, you give them kind of that nostalgia run with the belts and let, you know, a couple of teams chase them and, and, and really help build the tag team division. Um, but it, it, it has been talked about, about splitting them up. It certainly has. I will say that as of a month ago, a couple stories made rounds that they, that they have discussed the idea of it, but – it's never been anything concrete or anything real serious that they that WWE creative has discussed. So um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I, I would venture to guess that the Dudleys are um, the favorite to walk out of this fatal four-way match on the kickoff show. So interesting enough. So if that comes to fruition, what do we see? Do, what do we see with, with the Dudleys uh, in the Rumble match? Uh Intriguing stuff coming out of there with the tag team division. And let's stick with the tag team division because there's also a tag team championship match. The New Day, who, uh, you know, moment of silence uh, for uh, the uh, the late uh, Francine Trombone. Francesca. 
Francesca. I said Francine. Francesca. You can't even get a dead trombone's name right. It's so disrespectful. That really was disrespectful. I'm going to have to hang it up. Uh, Francesca. Uh, You know, the New Day continues to do great stuff. You know, it's interesting with this match because, you know, David, when you look at these two teams, um, you know, it's a tough match when I look at it to predict this because New Day continues to just be – they're just gold. I, I mean, look, they they they're one of those those acts, and and I think when it comes to pro wrestling, um, you know, I think there's room for everything, and they're 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 a comedy act, but they're not, but there's legitimacy to them as competitors, uh, which is why I think their whole act works. Um, that it's not just comedy for comedy's sake. They're funny, but they're good in the ring. They're good on the mic. They're original. Um, you know, at times I'll admit there there are moments where I'm like, all right, don't overuse this gimmick. It's it's a bit much. Um, but they have those tag belts. Um, you know, the Usos in pursuit, tag team title chance. Um, you know, I I wonder what what direction they're gonna go in in here. Uh, there's part of me that could see the Usos winning, uh, winning the belts. There's part of me that could see. Uh, the Usos winning the match in some way, shape, or form, but not the title. Um, and then, of course, there's part of me that just sees the New Day winning. So this is a, a match for me that's uh, tough to call, uh, especially with, with how good uh, New Day continues to be. Um, but but you need to do something for the Usos as well, and that's kind of where I'm I'm trying to you know reconcile for myself as far as uh, where I want to go with my prediction in this match, Dave. I mean, for me, it's not as difficult um, because the Usos are a very popular team. They kind of they, they, they kind of give you that. I wouldn't say they're underdogs, but they kind of at times can 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 play the underdog really well, and they work real good with the New Day. Um, they you know their, their presentation with their their look, the flashy colors, the kids love them. Um, they kind of have, they're very sympathetic in a lot of ways. They, they, they could tear the house down and come up very, very short, but the people still, you know, get behind them. Um, I mean, it's going to be a pretty damn good match. I'm sure that the numbers factor is going to play into it. Um, I'm still going with my prediction that at WrestleMania, we're going to see them, the new day and the Dudleys, and maybe one more other team, uh, involved in the, uh, the uh, the the uh, a TLC match of some kind at WrestleMania, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs. So um, I'm gonna stick with my pick, and I'm gonna go with New Day uh, because it's still working. It's not getting stale, um, and the Usos and the New Day they can put on entertaining matches, and they'll bounce back. And like I said, I think somehow the the the, the Dudleys will be involved in this scenario as time goes on. So. It wouldn't surprise me if, let's say, the Dudleys won the Fatal 4-Way, had a pretty decent showing in the Rumble, but then it turns out they get a title shot at the next pay-per-view against New Day. Um, so I'm picking New Day, but they, they're, they're, their issue with the Usos is not over yet. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to go actually with the Usos, but the title not to change hands. So I, I am going to predict that we're going to have some sort of DQ or count out or something screwy in the end that's going to cause uh, the Usos to win, but to not walk out with the titles. Um, 
to continue the pursuit after New Day. So that's uh, we're going to go with the Usos with the victory, but New Day will be champs uh, coming out of this. But um, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I mean, it's I mean, right now, I think when you look at WWE programming, and again, like I said, I get it. It's it's kind of comic relief. I get that whole thing. It's not like hardcore old school wrestling, but um, it, it continues to be entertaining, and I think what the New Day has done is uh, the most consistently entertaining thing that we see uh, show in and show out on uh, WWE programming. And, uh, you know, they need to continue to be a focal point in the tag team division, um, and, and whether they're they're chasing the titles or they're the title holders. Uh, you know, these guys are they're amazing right now. I mean they're just they're they're funny, they're original, um, at times stupid, but uh, you know, I don't know about you, Dave, but sometimes I'm watching New Day and I'm I'm cracking up and I'm saying to myself, Oh my god, this is so stupid. But not not in a way where I'm I'm disparaging. It's just kind of recognize like when they're doing their, their funeral service for, for the trombone. And I'm just like I'm cracking up, and I'm like, this is so dumb. But it's still funny, and I'm still entertained. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that, to me, I I don't think the New Day has gotten stale yet. Um, As much as there are times where I'll watch Raw, and I'm like, all right, you're you're putting them in, seems like every other segment we're seeing New Day. Um, I don't think it's gotten to the point yet where anyone's getting really sick of them. Um, So I, I think you still use them. Uh, this is this is um, right now again. They they are the most entertaining thing consistently to me on WWE programming. So you, you got to continue to go with New Day. So see what happens. We differ on our picks per se, but we both think New Day is going to walk out. Easy for me to say. Wearing those tag team belts. Uh, we're gonna let's let's get into one more match. All right, well, let's let us let you guys here. We're going to tell you the schedule, okay? We're going to hit one more match in the undercard. We got, like we always do on our pay-per-view shows, we got our pay-per-view uh, throwback, and then after we do the pay-per-view throwback, we're going to start hitting your phone calls, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. See someone, we got, we got one call on hold, so after the throwback, we'll get to your calls. Let's get into one more match. I mean, this is an interesting pay-per-view, and again, you know, the, the the staple, the tradition last year was, you know, not a great build, but, um, you know, good pay-per-views. And, you know, I'm not saying the build was terrible. You know, it's the Royal Rumble. I think the build has been okay. Um, when you start to look at this pay-per-view on paper, there's a lot of potential here. And you got every title on the line, every title on the line. So as we just talked about the tag team titles, uh, let's talk about the, the Divas championship charlotte and becky lynch um i i thought becky lynch did a nice job cutting a promo kind of baiting the flair family per se to put that championship up um you know that the whole charlotte flair thing i i'm still not a hundred percent sold on it. it it's working right now um i i love rick flair i i don't know um I don't know if it's great for Charlotte's career to have Rick there week in and week out, but I'm okay with it right now. Um, I think these two should put on an entertaining match. I think there's some chemistry there, so it should be a lot of fun. Again, the Diva Revolution, unsure if this is quite a revolution. Um, This match, and I'll throw my pick out there first for this, um, 
I think with the Diva Revolution, with the Flair family, with Rick involved right now, uh, as much as I would love to see a Rick Flair temper tantrum uh, at the Rumble and Charlotte to lose the belt and, and Flair to go batshit crazy, um, I don't think it's quite the time yet for that to occur. Um, I think what we, we may perhaps see Rick uh, involved in some sort of distraction or something else. Uh, he's the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, but I would look at this match. Charlotte's going to win this match. Probably with some shenanigans, but Charlotte wins this match, retains her title. Uh, but I look forward to uh, a very entertaining matchup with the two of them and probably some very entertaining stuff out of Ric Flair, Dave. You know, I, I do see a good match between the two. They have, they've had some great matches down in NXT. Um, I'm like you. I'm not 100% sold on Charlotte being a bad girl and this association with Rick in her corner every week, but um, they've been making the best of it. Um, Rick's players kind of played the, you know, the the crazy old pro wrestling vet um, over the top version of his character, Rick, you know, of the Rick Flair character. Um, you know, what's telling too was how she, like you said, she baited the old man into putting his daughter's belt on the line. Um, and, Charlotte wasn't really happy with that. Um, uh, I also, I, I'm going to disagree with you. Here, here's my pick. I think it's going to be a great match, but I think Becky Lynch is going to win. But I don't think she's going to win the belt. I think she's going to do something again to really piss Flair off, and Flair's going to interfere, but the ref's going to see it, and then Charlotte's going to get disqualified. That's my pick. I think she's going to do something to bait him, to piss, to, to, to piss him off, to get involved in the match. And that's going to begin, this is going to be part of the downfall of Charlotte and her relationship with her father. And eventually she'll break off and do her own thing and dad won't be around anymore. But I think we're start, we started to see some of that Monday night. I think that's going to continue tomorrow night at the Royal Rumble. Um, but I think it, sh- it should be a pretty damn good match. And, yeah, that's my pick. I, I really don't have anything else to say about it. I, I hope that the storytelling gets better. Um the whole best friend thing, it kind of works, but I'm still really not buying it because the way that the characters in the deepest division have changed so frequently from babyface to heel, it, it, and it came across very forced, that I'm still trying to settle into some of these character changes. So um, it, it should be a good match. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, looking at these last two matches. So, I guess, like, we're both of us are looking at some point in this pay-per-view, we're going to have a challenger win a match but not walk away from the title. I was looking at that in the tag team uh, division, and you're looking at it in the ladies' match. So, and it's, it's a solid pick. Uh, I, I don't think that it's going to happen tomorrow night, but I do I, I do see at some point we're going to see something with Flair, and then they, they hinted at it where we'll get Flair out of the picture. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow night. But well, we will see. Um, you know, that is, uh, we're both looking at, though, a champion, a challenger, to win their match but not uh, win the championship. And it's funny, I was actually, and we're going to go to the throwback, but I digress. As I confused Francesca with Francine, I realized that uh, Francine was actually B.B. King's guitar. So I, I did have in my head that there was an instrument named Francine, 
I just confused the two. So, Francesca, again, apologies. Moment of silence for Francesca, the trombone, 2015 to 2016. And with that, as we do each and every pay-per-view show, as we get you set for the pay-per-view, you know, we want to get you set for the event that's coming up. But, you know, kids... You got to know your history. You got to know what's come before. And you got to know your history that's not skewed or biased by the WWE or any other entity. You need the history the way it happened. And that's why each and every pay per view show, we give you the special day five where it's his pay per view throwback. So without further ado, here's Dave with his pay per view throwback, the Royal Rumble edition. Good evening, class. Welcome back after a long hiatus over the holiday season. Tonight in my lesson plan, I plan to discuss the historical facts tying into the implications surrounding this year's 30-man Royal Rumble match. This month, we delve into a part of WWE that has been dubbed the most exciting 60 minutes in all of sports entertainment. I, however, like to call it pro wrestling, but nonetheless, it's the Royal Rumble match. Let's not waste any more time. Let your minds expand and let the history that I project flow through you. Beginning from the debut 20-man Royal Rumble match in 1988, only time in history, I might add, that the concept consisted of 20 competitors, till 1991, which by then the match had consisted of 30 combatants. The Royal Rumble match winner was only awarded bragging rights for winning the -the over-the-top rope affair. That is until 1993. From 1993 to 2015, the Rumble winner would go on to that year's WrestleMania to challenge for the title. However, this year's Royal Rumble match breaks new ground as for the first time in Royal Rumble match history, the current reigning and defending WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns, will defend his championship against 29 other men in the Royal Rumble match. And for those keyboard warriors out there, would like to refute that statement and claim the 1992 Royal Rumble match had a WWE title defense, you need to check your facts at the door. Which brings me to that particular encounter. The difference between 1992 and this year's Rumble is that in 92, the title was vacated. Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker had a title encounter mired in controversy in the fall of 1991 at the Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view as Ric Flair once again made his presence felt in the controversial ending to that match. Then president of the WWE, Jack Tunney, who was present at ringside during that match, could not let the final decision stand, as Hogan won the title from the dead man, which also involved Flair's interference and a physical altercation with President Tunney. Shortly thereafter, Tunney stripped Hogan of the title and announcing the title would be awarded to the winner of the 1992 Royal Rumble match. Therefore, there was not a champion heading into that match, which means the title couldn't be defended. On top of that, there was a guarantee that a new champion would be crowned. This year, the odds of crowning a new champion are greater, but not a guarantee. Now, in 1992, Ric Flair went coast-to-coast to to win the WWE Championship in one of the most memorable show-stealing performances in Rumble history. But every star has a supporting cast. And in 1992... That was no difference. Out of the 30 competitors in that match, 15 of them went on to be WWE Hall of Famers. 
with the winner, Slick Rick, being the only one to hold the honor of being a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. 19 of the 30 men would at one point or another hold WWE gold, with eight of those men holding the WWE Championship at some point in their career. In regards to tomorrow's Royal Rumble, I can't honestly say that the crop of talent in this match holds similar statistics. Only a small portion of the playing field has been announced thus far. As of right now, six of them have held the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at some point in their careers. Three of those six have won the Royal Rumble match. Brock Lesnar, Sheamus, and Roman Reigns. The current WWE World Heavyweight Champion seemingly has the odds stacked against him now that he's been named the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble match. Only two individuals have won the Rumble match in history, drawing number one, Shawn Michaels in 1995 and Chris Benoit in 2004. And speaking of the number one entrant, Rumble statistics show that the majority of all number one entrants in Rumble history have lasted an average of over 30 minutes. In Reigns' last two Rumble outings, he lasted over the 30-minute mark after drawing numbers 15 in 2014 and number 19 in 2015. So far, his only two Rumble appear- his only two appearances in a Royal Rumble match, Reigns holds the record for most eliminations in a single Rumble match with 12, breaking that record in 2014 from the previous record holder, Kane. And just last year, in front of a hostile crowd in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Reigns stood tall as the winner of the 2015 Royal Rumble match. It was at that point the roller coaster love-hate relationship between Reigns and the audience had reached its peak. Ironically enough, the same building which saw Reigns win the Rumble also saw him become WWE World Heavyweight Champion later in 2015. Surprisingly enough, this time around, the crowd was firmly behind the leader of the Roman Empire. With the comfortable standing Reigns has with the audience currently, it begs the question, does an insurmountable superhuman comeback Royal Rumble victory for the second year in a row by Roman Reigns receive the same amount of fan backlash or none at all? Or does the crowd embrace the potential victory? The past two years, the Royal Rumble match has been the site of the internet wrestling community's attempt at hijacking the show and voicing their displeasure for the story told in front of them. Could Orlando, Florida make it three in a row? That depends on the direction they want to take, along with the position Reigns enters at during the Rumble match, which officially is still number one. Now let's discuss another elephant in the room that has yet to be acknowledged here in class, but heavily rumored among the dirt sheets in recent weeks. I'm referring to the possible inclusion of Triple H as a late entry in this highly controversial Royal Rumble match. It's no secret, by the way, the storyline is played out. A collision course between Roman Reigns and the King of Kings is imminent. The game is no stranger to big match situations as he's made a living out of performing in big match scenarios, some of those at the Royal Rumble event. Deeper look into the history books. Triple H has competed in eight Royal Rumble matches, 1996, 1997, 1999, 2002, where the game made his triumphant return from career-threatening quadriceps injury to win it all, 2006, 2008, and 2010, which is the last time the Cerebral Assassin made a Rumble match appearance. He holds the record for the longest overall time in Rumble matches, clocking in at over three hours plus. If his inclusion in this year's match comes to fruition, then the game is a heavy favorite to win regardless of where he enters. But that's not where Triple H's Royal Rumble resume ends. This year's 30-man matches for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, like I've made mention of earlier. 
Triple H and Championship Encounters at the Royal Rumble event go hand in hand. In 1997, Triple H successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship against Goldust. In 2000, the cerebral assassin became a made man by stepping out of his comfort zone and playing the game, so to speak, with the legendary hardcore icon Cactus Jack in the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden for the WWE Championship in a New York City street fight. On that night, he solidified his place among some of the all-time greats in this industry. 2003 saw a very successful yet underwhelming and utterly embarrassing World Heavyweight Championship defense, title defense, in terms of ending performance, I might add, against the big bad booty daddy, Freakzilla, big papa pump, Scott Steiner. The following year, Triple H defended that very same championship in a war with his best friend, Shawn Michaels, in a last man standing match. On that evening, the game left as champion, but was not the winner. In fact, carried out of Philadelphia on a stretcher. Both men could not reach the count of 10, declaring the match a draw. And in 2005, Triple H endured another successful World Heavyweight Championship title defense against a young Randy Orton. So do you guys see a pattern here? Whether it's a title match or the Rumble match itself, Triple H comes to play the game at the Royal Rumble event. And the last point I feel is necessary to touch on in this lesson plan is the surprise entry factor. Every year, WWE manages to pull the proverbial rabbit out of the hat and shake things up during the Rumble match. Legends, returning superstars from the injured list, individuals who are unfamiliar with WWE, the possibilities are endless as to, as to what WWE has thrown at us over the years. Now, we've seen some really fun and exciting surprise entries, and we've had our fair share of duds. So let's get to the head scratchers out of the way. Let's go back to 1996. WWE was in the trenches of the Monday Night War against rival WCW. The talent pool within the locker room was running thin, so WWE decided to attempt to beef up the Rumble match by adding numerous names unfamiliar to WWE's core fan base. Doug Gilbert, the late Eddie Gilbert's brother from USWA, entered the fray to absolutely no reaction. And as quickly he entered, he quickly was departed from the Royal Rumble. Later on in that match, Takao Omari from Japan made his way into the action. Yeah, I got no freaking clue who that guy was, and still don't to this day. So I'm sure you guessed that he didn't last long either. Oh, and I'm not done with 1996. As we wrestling fans were graced with the presence of not one, but two Samoan squat Team members, I said squat, not SWAT, squat team members, both of whom are identical twins that weigh over 400 pounds and are famous for their hardcore style working for Carlos Colon in the Puerto Rican territory. But at the end of the day, despite their reputation, their presence didn't seem to matter and neither did their existence in that year's Royal Rumble match. Another forgettable surprise entry in a Rumble match comes in 2012 as the proverbial voice of WWE, Michael Cole, embarrassed himself in short time in the 30-man match as another surprise entry that garnered a positive reaction made quick work of him, that being karma. Now, I could list off more god-awful surprise Rumble entries of years past, but that would be a colossal waste of time. So let me present to you some, some of the better entries that have surprised us by gracing us with their presence in the Royal Rumble match. For starters, John Cena and Edge both returned in the Rumble match from career-threatening injuries respectively and would go on to win. 
Cena entered at number 30 in 2008, and Edge at number 29 in 2010. 2011 saw WWE Hall of Famers Booker T and Kevin Nash, fresh off of successful runs with TNA Wrestling, return to WWE in the largest Royal Rumble match in history with 40 participants. However, this year, in what many are describing as the most important Royal Rumble match in history, the surprises couldn't come at a better time. With injuries to a large number of top talent, fresh blood entering the fray could be what the doctor ordered to spice up the road to WrestleMania. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, then look no further than the biggest elephant in the room of wrestling gossip. Former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, pioneer of TNA's X Division, former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. We all know that for the last several weeks, Styles has been the center of controversy surrounding his future in pro wrestling, and more importantly, with WWE. It's highly speculated that Styles could, in fact, debut in the 2016 Royal Rumble match, which leads many to believe he could be one of the odds-on favorites to win the whole damn thing. And how appropriate, if this were to be true, that Styles makes his WWE debut in a city where he built his wrestling legacy, Orlando, Florida, the central home base for TNA at one time. For those who want to question my knowledge and say this isn't Styles' first rodeo with WWE, yes, I'm well aware he had a tryout match with WWE before TV taping in 2002 with the Hurricane very early in his career, not too long before TNA opened up shop. Now, after building his resume in the business for the last 14 years, Styles could be making the most important career decision of them all and begin building a new legacy with WWE at the 2016 Royal Rumble. The speculation regarding his status is one of the many reasons why the excitement is in the air for this year's Royal Rumble match. Regardless of what happens by the end of the Royal Rumble, a new chapter in the match's concept will have been completed. And by the end of this controversial affair, someone will not only win the Royal Rumble match, but they will earn the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and punch their ticket to Dallas, Texas, and AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania 32. Class, once again, the pleasure has been all mine. Thank you so very much. Enjoy tomorrow night's Royal Rumble. You've been officially dismissed. Good stuff. I'm so glad, actually, in, in your your class and your lesson that you uh, put out there. That the uh, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where you know the quote unquote smarks are, oh come on, man, because the title was on the line in 1992. What's WWE doing? They're trying to make us see. They 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 think we don't remember, man. They think we don't remember. Like now, the title wasn't on the line. The the, the the someone wasn't defending the title. The title was vacant. So uh, good stuff as always, Davis. Everyone gets a history lesson as far as what's going on in the Royal Rumble. And as I said before, we got that. Look, we haven't touched upon all the matches, but you know what? It's the Royal Rumble. It's WrestleMania season. Sky's the limit. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. It's all about you guys. Let's go out to the phones. We got Rocky on the line. Rocky, how you doing on this snowy, snowy Saturday evening? Doing good, guys. Hibernating just like everybody should be. <laughs> what do you got for us, man? Well, uh, definitely looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to a good rumble. But uh, to be quite honest, as far as the pay per view as a whole. I find absolutely that I'm looking forward more to the title matches 
and not the Rumble itself. It just it just seems to me that they haven't built up the hype for the Rumble itself, which, you know, when you think about it, that's what's headlining the whole whole shebang. You think you would put a lot more, you know, a lot more oomph into the into the buildup for that. Um, more to the point, as far as between the title matches that I'm looking forward to, what, the thing that I think was has been booked very cleverly is the U.S. title match. The, uh, you know, Alberto Del Rio versus, uh, got a, his name just jumped out <laughs> jumped out of my head. It happened. Kalisto. Kalisto, of course. Because when you think, I remember way back, I, I forgot exactly when it was instituted, but I remember, you know, the rumor, the rumor mill churned at one point when Triple H was making was making decisions, saying that, you know, okay, long title runs are now where it's at. We don't want any more of this, you know, quick changing of hands. But I think in the, in this instance, it can be demonstrated that, you know, with Kalisto taking, taking the belt from Del Rio, of course Del Rio winning it back quickly, but it definitely gives you that, all right, this, you know, this guy may be smaller, but he's a threat. And it builds into what can be, you know, a seesaw match that you're actually invested in. Because you know, at one point, hey, this kid pulled it off. Alberto better be on his game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I think they've done a good job, at least with Kalisto. Um, You know, we haven't talked about this matchup. So, I mean, I can put my pick out here. Um, I, I think they've done a good job at least building him in a way where... Uh, his offense is so sudden, his style is so unorthodox um, that he can, you know, he does have a chance to to beat Del Rio. Uh, if I'm a gambling man, uh, he's not going to. Uh, I think Del Rio is going to retain. Uh, but I do think it's, it, it, you're right, they did a nice job with Callisto as far as, you know, due to injury and, and all of a sudden Callisto finds himself in, in the role of a singles competitor uh, to give him, uh, a certain amount of rel- relevance and a certain amount of validity as far as being a singles competitor, I, I think they've done a decent job. Um, you know, he's entertaining. Uh, Del Rio is phenomenal. Um, I, I think there's going to be uh, an entertaining matchup. Uh, however, whether it's by cheating or by something else, I think Del Rio will walk out of this uh, matchup uh, the champion. But I agree with you. I think it's something that it, it is a match. Uh, that's going to be um, an entertaining matchup. What do you think, Dave? I think it's going to be a very good matchup. The uh, I didn't understand the back-and-forth um, title switches over the past few weeks. Um, but, however, they both work really well together. They both put on exciting matches. Um, Kalisto, I, I do believe Del Rio is going to win. Um, Kalisto's another one of those guys, especially due to his size and the way that they've portrayed him lately. He's kind of got that underdog persona, um, but he performs really well, very exciting uh, to watch, and the crowd's into him. He's, you know, got a following with the kids. You know, he wears a mask. So you know how WWE is with merchandise? They'll sell the shit out of those masks at some point or another. They did it with Rey Mysterio. They're probably going to do it with him too. Um, so if he loses, it's not something that's going to hurt him because – of his style of wrestling and just overall his persona being so be, catching on with the kids. Um, I will say this, though. 
Um, you know, you, you guys mentioned outside interference and the, the, the League of Nations had gotten involved. I think Barrett was involved last week. And then on SmackDown uh, Thursday night, they kind of ambushed him in the locker room. It would not shock me. And we talked and we talked about this earlier, and, you know, maybe, Rocky, you'd like to give me your take, but it would not shock me in one bit if this was the part of the show where they included AJ Styles. Maybe Styles kind of coming to Kalisto's aid after a beatdown from the League of Nations post-match, and this is where Styles kind of makes his debut. Uh, I can totally see that. Uh, you know, it, it is a good, very good question. Where are they going to stick AJ? And that would be a, a fairly good spot to do it in. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure of Kaliso standing as far as you know the the internet wrestling community if he's a dar- if he's a darling or whatnot. But de- definitely AJ has that cred, and everyone's going to be looking out for him. And I definitely say it's a it's a good call to be looking for some type of interference with the League of Nations. Like they they, they made, in my opinion, a great faction with a lot of top talent. But you know it's. Re- Obviously, it's going to be hit or miss, but in, in my opinion, the League of Nations, unfortunately, at this point, has been more miss, not for any lack of effort of the talent, but, you know, the, the, the scenarios and the situations they're putting these guys in and what they're doing with them, I, I, really, I really hope in 2016 we really see them ramp up this faction because I think those guys put together can, can do, you know, you, on on the comedic side, you have the New Day, and they are being you know ent- entertaining as hell. But on the more serious side of the house, I think you can really do a lot with the talent that they have accumulated in the the League of Nations. Yeah, it's good. yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, at least the the League of Nations, uh, you know, pushed a little bit further. Just as a really. Uh, Strong, badass faction. Um, I'm curious, before I let you go, Rocky, i got to get your take, though. Who do, who do you see? I mean, do you see Roman Reigns coming out victorious? What do you see as far as the Rumble? Who walks out of there, the WWE champion? You know, it, it's it's really tough to call. And, again, this kind of goes – almost goes to are we sticking with long title, def- you know, long title reigns? Are we okay with, you know, some back and forth dropping of titles? Because you got Lesnar, who's obviously a a big pick, but I I don't think they're going to put it back on him. Uh, I think it's a coin toss between Reigns keeping it and my personal hope. uh, I'm hoping Bray comes out with it, to be quite honest. You know, especially with all the help that he should have from the Wyatt family, I've I've talked Bray up ever since his inception. I think he's been he's obviously been gold on the mic. He is entertaining in the fact that he is that you know he he's kind of filling that Undertaker mystical character role that has a dark background and and he is a legitimate uh, hard hitting competitor. So I, I you know to answer the question, fifty fifty shot Ranger Bray. Good stuff as always, Rocky. Thanks a lot for the call. We'll be back on Monday night. So give us a call. Let's see uh, what we got right and what we didn't get right. But uh, so you're looking Bray or Roman in the Rumble match. Thanks a lot for the call. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, brother. 
Um, I got I got to tell you, man, David, it's, it's a great point. You know, as as you, you start to speculate and and when you hear about these contract negotiations and people potentially debuting, it's uh oh, it's just it's a blast. I mean, you know, people might be out there like, oh, you're just your fantasy booking, man. Stop it. Fantasy booking is so much fun. It's so much fun just putting on, you know. They're, they're pretending you're wearing the the thousand dollar suit and you're prancing around like Vince McMahon and you're booking this stuff. Well, that's just fun to do, and and your to your point, man, a program with with AJ and Del Rio surrounding that U.S. title, um, the potential of maybe the Bullet Club and the League of Nations uh, going at it. Um, you know, we we talked about the Rumble match and could AJ debut there. Um, that's a really solid story. To, it's a good place to pl- to put AJ. Um, it, it's a good spot for him. It's mid card. It gives him a, a shot to grow. Um, you you want it? You want to ask me? Am I going to fork over my dollar to see AJ and Del Rio get in the ring together? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think, you know, and I didn't even think of that, but that that's a good call, Dave. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people are expecting him to debut in the Rumble, and if you if you you debut him in the Rumble, um, then you got to be, in some ways, you got to be careful as to how you present him in that match. Um, he's either got to have a really strong showing, and the audience has got to be like, all right, well, he's a major player, or you do some sort of big angle with him in the Rumble where if he doesn't have a strong showing, then his his elimination is of great importance with whoever eliminated him, and then that's how you set them up for WrestleMania. But that could also backfire on you too, depending on who they were to pair him up against. Whereas if he gets involved in this match, just for, just for argument's sake, you're kind of putting him in an isolated instance. There's not a whole lot going on around him when he's in, when you know, in in that situation, as opposed to the rumble match, where if you put him in there and there's like nine, ten other guys in there, yeah, people will notice him, but the spotlight's not on him. If you bring him in in a situation with the United States Championship and and Del Rio and the League of Nations, and you kind of make him out to be this hero for saving Kalisto from a beatdown, then it kind of makes you look at him with more importance that like he's a big deal. And that you know for, for for being in WWE, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if that if if it's they bring him in and it's in some kind of scenario like that. I like it. I, I like it a lot. Let's go back out to the phones because we. I'm jealous, man. We're gonna go out to the left coast, so California, and we got Kevin on the line. Ken and Dave here. Kevin on the line. What do you got for us tonight? Ken, happy new year, brother. Long time no talk. I'm glad y'all doing well. Hope y'all get through the storm on the East Coast. I know it's some serious business right now, but hope y'all okay. And we're batting down the hatches. We're good. We got the Rumble uh, tomorrow night again. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, what do you got for us? What are your thoughts on tomorrow night's event? Let me throw out a couple things to y'all, first and foremost, as it relates to, one, AJ Styles. When it comes to people who make their debut or first time ever out in the Royal Rumble, Nine people in the history of the match itself have won it their first time out. So keep that in mind about AJ Styles. What I'm basically saying in short, 
I expect him to be in the Rumble, and I expect him to have a strong chance and a possible strong showing to where maybe he'll convince everyone in the world that he just may walk out of there first night out in the WWE as WWE World Heavyweight Champion, leaving the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Another thing I want to throw out, Daniel Bryan just recently came out in my neck of the woods to UCLA, saw saw the medical staff down there, and there's no way – there's, I can't I can't see Vince McMahon refuting the medical opinions of the doctors down there at UCLA when they just cleared Daniel Bryan again. So that's three doctors to their one Dr. Maroon. And every time I hear that guy's name, I swear it makes me laugh. <laughs> just for the name, but I digress. Another thing I want to throw out, um, SmackDown this week, as it relates to Marlon Monero, Um God, his name is tongue, it's like a tongue twister for me at times. But um, he mentioned during that opening six-man between the New Day and the Usos and Ziggler that when it comes to the numbers advantage, looks like the Usos are going to need their cousin, The Rock, to come help them on Sunday. Now, that stuck with me big time. I was like, okay, true, yeah, that's great. He's acknowledging that the relay, but why say that particular line unless he's trying to plant a hint, plant some seeds that we should expect The Rock in some fashion or form to either be in the match or be present, have his presence felt at the Rumble itself. Then when it comes to Triple H, He's got to be in the Rumble as a surprise entry or not so surprise entry for those of us, you know, really paying attention to things because he's been off WWE television for a month. He he's got to be a part of it, whether he wins it or he just comes in there to purposely cost Reigns a title. It's going to be one of those two things or both, but he's going to be there. That's a couple of things I just want to throw out for um, starters right now. Yeah, a lot of good points. I mean, you know, we haven't discussed really the the potential of you know. Perhaps The Rock showing up uh, tomorrow night at, at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, if, if The Rock were to show up and whether he's in the Rumble match, he's just there as, as a, a a protector looking out for his cousin. Um, you know, perhaps it is something that, that plants the seeds for uh, Triple H versus The Rock at WrestleMania. Um, those are all things that uh, potentially uh, we could be looking at towards uh, – the Rumble match uh, tomorrow night. I agree with you. I think whatever they do with AJ Styles, he's got to make a strong showing tomorrow night. Uh, whether it's a strong showing in the Rumble or somewhere else, uh, he's got to look strong tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the interesting thing, and, and Dave, I want to get your take on the, the Daniel Bryan thing, too. I mean, we're hearing all these rumors about Daniel Bryan, um, and I really hope he's clear, and, and I hope he's part of the WrestleMania season uh, however, I do think with what we've seen uh, in the past, uh, part of the problems that you you arise creatively uh, with Daniel Bryan is if you don't have him intending on winning, uh, you could have a crowd crapping all over whatever the result of the Rumble is. And if he's cleared, I agree with you, man, uh, Kevin. If he's cleared, I mean, stop. Just stop. Let's bring him back. Let's get him in a program. He's good for TV. He's good for business. Uh, you know, let, let's bring him back, wish him the best, and then let's get him going with uh, something that we can sink our teeth into. However, bringing him back and his big comeback is in the Rumble match, uh, to me, can kind of handcuff creative as far as where exactly they want to go with, with this match. Dave, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, potentially, uh, number one, what Kevin hit on as far as the Rock goes, and number two, uh, uh, the potential of Daniel Bryan? Well, as far as the Rock goes, I mean, that's an interesting point that, uh, you know, Mauro Ronaldo made. Um, I do kind of agree with you, Kevin, that, you know, why would they, why would they feed him that line if, if, if it was just for, for all for nothing? 
Um, but at the same time, WWE does like to get the internet and get the wrestling community to speculate. So maybe that was their intention by doing that. However, if The Rock's you know officially scheduled to be a part of WrestleMania, you know, he's got to come. He's got to come at some point and make his presence felt. Whether it's being in the Rumble match to kind of back up his cousin Roman Reigns, or if he's just there to make an appearance, I really don't know. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me if he made a if he made a, a, a surprise return at the event tomorrow night and let his, uh, his intentions known as to what he's going to be doing moving forward. Um, we've been hearing that he's not going to wrestle, but then I've been hearing that he's also um, open to wrestling. I, I said this a while ago, and I'm still a firm believer. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, in terms of him not wrestling at the event. Um, a, a few months ago, there were stories out there on the dirt sheets that he was open to working for a match with Triple H or a match with Brock Lesnar. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, it says, well, he can't wrestle due to insurance reasons because of a movie he's filming. He's no dummy. He's a smart businessman. He wouldn't agree to something with WWE and Vince McMahon knowing the risk of, of uh, you know, wrestling like that, knowing the risk of filming a movie and then not potentially insuring him. So I think the the option for him for wrestling is still on the table, and it's probably more than likely with Brock Lesnar or Triple H. Um, but we'll see if he even makes an appearance. Um, I'm kind of fifty fifty on that. Daniel Bryan stuff, I do agree. If he's cleared, let him let him come back. I mean, this is like the, the second or third doctor that has taken a look at him and said that he's perfectly fine. The only problem here is is the reasons why I think they're not going to clear him. Is one point that Ken made, you know, you bring him, in, you bring him in the Rumble match. You're, you, there's potentially fan backlash if he doesn't win the game. So if you were to put him in the match and he doesn't win, you better have a damn good angle that's going to get fans to sink their teeth into to compensate for Brian not being a part of the title picture going to WrestleMania. But the other hand is, I don't necessarily think it would be a smart idea to clear him just yet because number two they're also involved in some concussion lawsuits with a few former wwe wrestlers big Vito of the full-blooded italians a few other guys and with the way concussions are taking over and have become such uh, a big epidemic in professional sports wwe is really playing politics with this one and they're 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 erring on the side of caution when it comes to daniel bryan so um if anything, if he were to get cleared to return, I see that happening closer to WrestleMania, not so much the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. So, Kev, before we let you go, i got to get your pick. Who, who walks out tomorrow night as WWE champion? Who's winning this Royal Rumble? I'm calling it right now. Hold me to it. Go ahead. Daniel Bryan. I say that because... He's going in there with the mission. The mission is to get back the championship. He technically was never beaten for it prior to Seth Rollins ever getting it from last year. And a quick quick thing I want to throw out about that and Rock 2, there's a third name you could throw out there for the Rock to wrestle at Mania because they got to have him wrestle at this point with John Cena being out. Batista, quick way to build it up. You thought we were going to have Triple H and Rock. You can easily have Triple H out there. He screws over Reigns. Rock comes out. And he's like, I'm here for my cousin, here for my blood, my my family. Triple H be like, oh yeah, you know what? Well, I don't want to bother with you. I'm dealing with Roman. 
but you think you're the Brahma Bull, well, I got something to deal with you. That's the real animal of WWE, Batista. Set it up, battle of the in-ring Hollywood stars, however you want to call it, between Rock and Batista. With Batista as the obvious heel, Rock is the face. It works out. <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, that, that, that would definitely work, too. Thanks a lot for the call. Don't be a stranger, man. Let's, uh, let's talk soon, all right? We're getting into WrestleMania season. Have a great one, man. You too, brother. Thank you. Take it easy. Thanks, Kevin. All right, good stuff there. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is with what Kevin said, um, yeah, if, you, if you're going to bring Daniel Bryan back and your plan is to have him win the Rumble, uh, it makes total sense. That's fine. That, honestly, that's fine. The biggest problem the WWE has creatively, and I hear, you know, you're, you brought up a good point, Dave, with the concussions, but creatively speaking, if Daniel Bryan, if that, if that music hits, you know, Flight of the Valkyries hits, and Daniel Bryan starts walking down that ramp. Man, it does not matter. You know, whatever guy you want to win that Rumble, the crowd is going to shit all over it. Now, maybe it's not going to be as bad as Philadelphia, but, you know, creatively you got, like, the fans of Daniel Bryan. What do you want to call them? The Smarks, the Internet fans, or just Yes Nation, whatever you want to call them. They have kind of... They've done Daniel Bryan on some levels a disservice because the WWE has to be careful how exactly they use him. Because God forbid Daniel Bryan ever loses ever, then it's the wrong thing to do. And you're burying him. And why aren't they blah, 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 blah. So especially in the Rumble, we've seen it before. I mean, I'll tell you, if I was in charge of the WWE, the only way, if I was thinking if he was cleared and ready to go, the only way I bring Daniel Bryant back in the Rumble match, if he's winning, if my intentions are for any, any, anybody else on that roster to win the Rumble match, I, I don't let him come back. It just you're setting yourself up for people to start criticizing the angle right off the bat. So you got to be careful with that. Let's go into We have not picked, actually. We haven't talked about Going back to the undercard, the Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship match. Last standing match, uh, potentially a show-stealing matchup. Um, I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I look for it to be a a hard-hitting, fun matchup uh, with unique offense on both sides. Uh, I'm looking right now, I I think Dean Ambrose is going to retain that title. Um, I, I look for a strong showing out of Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens may be in a place where he's moving up the ladder as uh, far as his role in the company as a, a heel or top heel. Um, but again, I think a potential show stealer in this matchup, but I'm looking at Dean Ambrose to retain that title, Dave. Couldn't agree with you more. I think Ambrose is going to win. I think we're going to see a fun match, a lot of plunder, as the late great American dream Dusty Rhodes would say. Um, it's, it's definitely a... A, uh, it's been a good build since Ambrose beat Owens at TLC last month in Boston. Um, they've been, you know, every segment that the two of these guys have been involved in has been uh, very intense and realistic, nothing really, you know, over-the-top goofy. WWE has a tendency to do that sort of thing. Um, but in this case, um, the build-up to making a last-man-standing match and then now they're having it tomorrow night, it's worked. Um I do think both guys are in line for some pretty good-sized roles at WrestleMania. Uh, For Ambrose, uh, I'm hearing rumors that 
he could be defending the Intercontinental Championship against Chris Jericho. If some of you remember, the last time the two of them had any kind of interaction, Jericho was involved in a tag match with him and Reigns at the Night of Champions event against the Wyatts. They lost, and then Jericho kind of had a little, you know, tiff with Ambrose and walked out after the match. So there's something a little unsettled there. I think we might see their paths cross in the Rumble, although Ambrose isn't advertised for the Rumble match yet. Um, And I, I do think that, you know, he beats Owens, but... Owens has a really strong showing in this last man standing match, almost to the point where it's like neck and neck. And it, 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 the, the, the decision for Ambrose to win is based on, you know, one second, you know, he gets up at the last second to win the match. Um, I think Owens is going to move on to bigger and better things. I've heard rumors that it could be him and undertaker at WrestleMania, but that's not a hundred percent confirmed. If that is the case, then he definitely, if he's going to lose this match, definitely has to have a strong showing against Dean Ambrose. But they could make up for that if he were to be involved in the Royal Rumble match and have a strong showing in that match as well. So it should be a fun match, and uh, I look forward to that. You're right, possibly a show stealer. But, um, yeah, Ambrose is keeping the title. There you have it. So we we agree on that. Let's go back out to the phones. we got Mike who's on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Hey, good guys. How are you guys this evening? Doing all right. A little, uh, well, D- Dave is, is not too bad. Uh, I'm I'm kind of snowed in, so enjoying talking a little wrestling, uh, hanging out in the uh, the Ken Reedy Show studios, getting ready for Royal Rumble tomorrow night. Your thoughts on the card tomorrow? Uh, I'm snowed in too, so uh, I can tell you, it it, it we, I have a lot of wrestling I've been watching all day, but uh, to talk about tomorrow. Night, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just in a, a Royal Rumble mode, and you know Daniel Bryan could come back. I said it today. Um, you know he was cleared, but he wasn't. But I don't think he was cleared by the WWE doctors, was he? No, he's not. He wasn't cleared so by maybe, WWE. So maybe he won't be. Uh, maybe he won't be in the Royal Rumble. Um, I also heard rumble rumblings. That Goldberg might make a surprise appearance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hearing those rumors, too. I mean, I think when the Rumble, you know, when you get into Rumble season, uh, you start to hear a lot of rumors, and whether uh, we see Goldberg at the Rumble in some capacity or perhaps, uh, you know, involved uh, going forward towards WrestleMania. But, yeah, the, the rumors are out there. The rumors are, are swirling well, as far as the people who we could potentially see appear tomorrow night at, at the Rumble match. But I am curious, since it is for the WWE title, who do you see coming out of the Rumble match as a champion tomorrow night, Mike? True. Uh, I mean, Sheamus is a, is a name, I would I would think. Um, you know, he, he lost the title. Maybe he gets it back by luck. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, as far as, as far as I like the idea of Daniel Bryan coming back and winning the title, that'd be great. I I think it's uh I think it would be wonderful. And you know, last year when I was sitting in Philadelphia, people were crapping all over uh, Roman Reigns, and I liked Roman Reigns. The only thing I didn't like about him is his promo. But honestly, if you had, if I had to pick, I would say Sheamus. Sheamus. 
Really interesting. I mean, that's a, a gutsy call, unique call, but, uh, you know, someone who uh, I guess would definitely be uh, in the running as far as uh, bringing back his uh, championship match and uh, his championship, match, his uh, championship uh, back home to the League of Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you got your, uh, your, your podcast that you've been working on. I know, uh, you know, we're getting you ready and getting you set for uh, Monday for Monday or for uh, the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. But uh, you're going to be giving uh, some reactions. So uh, before I let you yeah, go, uh, give us uh, what you're going to be talking about uh, tomorrow night after the Rumble is over. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be on Blog Talk Radio at 11 o'clock with Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Entertainment, and I'm going to have my friend the uh, handyman, and he's going to be my co-host. My tag team partner for the evening and we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble and whatever the callers want to talk about. The show time's at 11 I'll end it at 1 o'clock in the morning and uh, that'll be that and we'll see where it goes and then we'll lead on for the you know for the week um, but I'm pumped up and I'm excited but I'm more pumped up to talk to you and Dave because you guys are WWE fans true and true. Dave's definitely a WWE guy um and my question to Dave is, who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? Well, I'm not going to tell you right now. You're going to have to tune in when you get off the phone and, and, okay. and, and listen to the rest of the show. But I have some theories on a few individuals and their possibilities of winning the Royal Rumble, so I'm not going to reveal that just yet. Uh, how about any surprises? Do you think any? Who do you think is going to show up? As far as surprises go... Um, in recent years, there's been some pretty cool surprises. And then, like I talked about in my pay-per-view throwback, there's been some duds. Um, in more recent years, there really hasn't been that many great surprises. But I think with the with the, the situation that the current roster is in right now, um, I'm 50-50 on what kind of huge surprises we may see. I mean, I, I personally think if you're going to – if you need to set an opponent up for Undertaker – I would have Undertaker in the match tomorrow night. Um, I, I mean, this is this is this is another all hands on deck kind of show. Um, anybody and everybody should be a part of it, or that you can make a part of it. Um, if you know, if you have plans for Undertaker for WrestleMania, I'd put him in this match. I mean, he doesn't have, to have much of a you know much of a run during the match, but you know, just to add some star power to it, add the surprise factor. Uh, you know, they could even build it up as like this may be one of the last times Undertaker ever wins. The, ever wrestles for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship again. I mean, you know, he's a name. Obviously, we talked about AJ Styles earlier. Um, and then we might just, you know, get some guys that, you know, legends, Hall of Famers, guys that don't really, you know, have so much stake in terms of their character on WWE programming, but just, you know, a nice little nostalgia pop and get them in there and then get them out. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine there's going to be some there's going to be some surprises. But if I were to pick like one big surprise, it'd be Undertaker. That would uh, that would be a great surprise, Undertaker. I would love to see him in the Royal Rumble. I mean, you know, why 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 wouldn't you want to see somebody you know of his caliber in the Royal Rumble? Of course. Um, last year, Papa Ray Dudley came out. People went nuts for him, and I was one of them. So, and I was shocked. But I was happy to hear that music hit. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that's cool. I, I, you know, I hope we get at least a, a surprise that 
we can kind of sink our teeth into whether hey, it is. Hey, uh, hey uh, Ken, what's your number, Ken? You're going to be in the Royal Rumble. What's your number? Yes, yeah, that's a secret. That's a secret. <laughs> yeah, the, the roster is so depleted that, uh, yeah, mm. Vince McMahon gave uh, Kevin Knight a call, and a few of us from IWF are going to be uh, jumping in. See, you, you broke the story. We weren't able to. We weren't supposed to tell anybody, but yeah. Um, but I won't tell you my number. But yeah, a few of us in IWF are going to be making our debuts in the Rumble tomorrow night. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Chris Jericho last year when I went to that uh, autograph signing, Chris Jericho. Uh, that his number in the Royal Rumble was number 31. And some idiot next to me said, oh, that's a cool number. I said, there's only 30 numbers in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, that Jericho, he's such a kidder. Mike, good stuff as always. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Good luck with your uh, Royal Rumble uh, after show. And then uh, let's talk on Monday night again when we'll be back on board to get you set for Monday Night Raw. Uh, good stuff as it. always. You talk to you soon, Mikey. You- you guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take it easy, brother. Take care, Mike. And that takes us to the Rumble match. I mean, we talk about surprises and, uh, you know, the Rock, Taker. Again, we, we kind of uh, discussed uh, Daniel Bryan. Do we see Goldberg? Uh, interesting stuff as far as surprises. Uh, do we see the winner of, of Tough Enough, who might be uh, on his way to getting hazed uh, in the Rumble match, which uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but, like, you know, look, I, I limited experience in a wrestling locker room. Uh, we've been doing this show for a few years, garnering interviews and what have you. Uh, you know, I still have a hard time saying that I'm in the wrestling business, but done some stuff, done some stuff in the wrestling business. I know, as well as you do, Dave, how important the respect thing is in pro wrestling, how important it is to know who came before you. However long you've been in the business, how good you think you are. It doesn't matter, you know, when people have been there longer than you. You respect those people who have been there longer than you. What an idiot. Josh, Josh, the winner of Tough Enough, which is a show that a lot of wrestling vets don't like from the get-go, decides to call uh, the social outcasts the uh, job, what do they call them, the jobber uh, Jobber the crew, whatever jobber. he called them, uh, garnering jobber. some backlash from uh, actual uh, wrestling stars on the main roster. So uh, one of the things, and, and I'm actually looking forward to it, he may see some retribution if he gets in this match tomorrow night. You know what? He wouldn't be the first tough enough winner to actually enter the Royal Rumble match and go through a similar uh hazing experience, uh, you know, a little extra pay-per-view throwback, if you will, uh, you know, exclusively here on the Ken Reedy Show. 2005, you remember an individual by the name of Daniel Pewter. He won the $1 million Tough Enough. That was when uh, The Miz was a runner-up, and actually that was the same Tough Enough that Ryback was in, and um, I forget who else. I think there was somebody else that had – Gained some notoriety following that in wrestling. Anyhow, needless to say, um, these guys were, you know, this kid won, Daniel Pewter. Um, he had a MMA background, and, uh, you know, he was a legitimate tough guy. Well, they, they, they aired the Tough Enough segments on, like, SmackDown on a weekly basis, SmackDown and Raw, and they had these kids doing, like, little skills and competitions live on the show, uh, but it was a shoot. 
So he had uh, he had pissed Kurt Angle off one night in like a little amateur kind of uh, wrestling match, and he actually got the better of Angle at one point. He almost broke his arm, um, and he kind of made a big deal out of it publicly. Um, I think Big Show roughed him up at one point in one of those segments. But anyhow, they took his 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 smug attitude and they kind of added it to his character when they brought him onto uh, the SmackDown brand. And he entered like third in the Royal Rumble, third or fourth or something like that. And he walked down to the ring and he cut a promo about being, you know, the greatest tough enough winner and he's going to win the Royal Rumble. And lo and behold, who's waiting for him? But Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. And it was like a chop fest. Like that kid's chest was hamburger meat. And then to make matters worse, the guy who hates everybody in the wrestling business, I even think he hates himself, Bob Holly, Hardcore Holly, entered, and they beat the crap out of him. They, 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 they had fun with him, threw him over the top rope, and that was the last time you ever saw Daniel Pewter. Now, I'm not saying that Josh will be fired because of this, but if he does enter the Royal Rumble match, I imagine that there's going to be some guys in there that are just going to look at him as a target, and this is going to be, you know, uh, a lesson that he's going to have to learn if he wants to continue um, sharing the same locker room with some of these guys. Should be entertaining, regardless of what happens if he winds up being in the Rumble match. But uh, with all due respect to uh, Mike and his prediction, and, and if Mike's prediction comes true, then uh, I will eat crow here. But uh, we're, we were talking before the show, and we were talking about guys who legit, who we think legit could win the Rumble. We came up with four names, Bray, Bray Wyatt, Roman, Reigns, Triple H, and Brock Lesnar as guys that we could uh, potentially see winning the Rumble. Um, all le- legit candidates. Uh, should be interesting. I think the one thing, and Dave, you know, I think we both agree on this. And, and again, we, neither one of us know who we're picking um, for the match. But the one thing I think we agree on is the fact that with everything that's been placed in, in, in front of him and all the obstacles and everything, and it could come across a little bit too superhuman and everything they've done to build Roman Reigns could go out the window. I know it's a short title run, but I kind of don't want to see him win this. I, I think it would just be a little bit too much for him to, with all this adversity, to be number one and then come out retaining the title tonight, Dave. I agree. Um, I said this on the show on Monday and, you know, after watching what transpired on Monday night with his drawing of number one, which was actually the exact, it was almost the exact same angle that they did in 1999, where Vince and Shane McMahon drew Steve Austin's number in the tumbler, and they were all number one. Uh, it, was, it was very similar to that angle. Um, it, it would be too John Cena-like, too superhuman-like. You know, Reigns right now, his character is in a comfortable position, and... I wouldn't mess with that, okay? If, if you're going to make him number one, make him number one and go through, you know, the majority of the rumble, then he comes up short at the end. Or if you were to make him number one, you take him out mid-match where, like, let's say he gets stretchered out, he's not eliminated, and then he comes back but only to come up so short of winning the rumble match. But I wouldn't have him win at number one and, uh, you know, keep the title because it just would be – I think it, there's potential for – you know, fan backlash in the audience would be like, well, this is this is too much like what they used to do with John Cena. So, as far as Roman Reigns concerns, for my pick, um, I don't see him winning um, the, the Royal Rumble. So, he's out. Um, in terms of the next individual, Brock Lesnar, um, 
the title wasn't on the line, I would have predicted Brock Lesnar to win the Royal Rumble. But because they switched things up, I don't see Brock winning this match. Um, I mean, if they do decide to give him the belt and he goes to WrestleMania, then I would see him and Reigns in a rematch for the title, and that's where Reigns would eventually get his redemption and be a made guy and beat the guy, pin the guy who ended the streak and win the title at the same time. But I don't see that happening. I truly don't. That's a money match, but I think they're going to save that for another time. Which leads me to Triple H. He's been rumored to be a part of this match. The only way I can see him a part of this match is if he enters the ring at number 30 or a number after 30. Now, let's say Reigns goes through most of these guys and, and, and gets to the end and actually wins, and then Vince goes, oh, no, wait, there's still more. We've just added 10 more guys to make it a 40-man Royal Rumble match. And then Reigns has to go through a bunch more guys, and then he's out of it and, and, and beaten and battered, and out comes Triple H to pick up the scraps, and then he dumps Reigns over the top rope. He becomes the champion. I could see that happening, but... I think that's too obvious. That's been a scenario that's been played out um, all over the dirt sheets for weeks. Um, would it garner some heat? Yes, it would. Would it get the audience behind Roman Reigns even more? Absolutely. But I'm canceling Triple H out, and my pick to win tomorrow night's Royal Rumble and become WWE World Heavyweight Champion is Bray Wyatt. Um, they've been positioning him and the family as, you know, strong contenders in this match with the amount of guys they've been taking out, they, they served notice that they were, you know, they were the, they're going to be the real deal in that Royal Rumble match. And, uh, you know, Bray holding on to the title, um, like I said, he's not a guy that needs a title, but in this case I think it would shake things up and make things interesting with the Wyatt family behind him, and it eventually leads to potential storylines of them turning on him because he was the champion. Um so my prediction is that Bray will win. Triple H won't necessarily be in the match, but he'll screw Reigns. He'll, he'll make an appearance and screw Reigns, and Bray Wyatt will win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And then he'll go on to main event WrestleMania for the title against Brock Lesnar. The rumor is, is that the outcome of tonight, tomorrow night's Royal Rumble match will affect the Fastlane pay-per-view. So I'm kind of thinking that we'll see Bray and Reigns in a rematch for the title, Reigns will somehow get screwed out of that again, setting up his WrestleMania match with Triple H. And then Brock Lesnar, who's had a recent run-in with the Wyatt family, will, dis- will dispose of a member or two members or all the members of the Wyatt family to eventually get his title match against Bray Wyatt in the- at WrestleMania. That's funny, man. We actually we agree on, on this. I, for all the reasons you gave... Uh... I'm right there on board, and I agree. The character, Bray Wyatt, does not necessarily need a title. But in this setting of not not going after the champion, but just winning the Rumble, I, I, I like the way it works uh, for the character. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a debut of Sister Abigail tonight. Um, you know, there might be seeds planted as far as descent. There's part of me that would love to see the Wyatts being the last people, the last individuals remaining in the Rumble match. And after, like, kind of a stare down, the rest of the Wyatts just climb over the top rope and walk out. Or perhaps they're all standing there and the music hits and Sister Abigail is standing on the top of the ramp 
Then they realize, okay, this is what we need to do, and they just walk out leaving Bray Wyatt the champion, maybe leaving Luke Harper the last one to leave as he kind of stares down Bray, setting those very subtle uh, seeds as far as maybe down the road a piece, uh, you know, there being dissension in the Wyatts. But uh, I think it's a great setting for Bray to win the title. Again, it's something different. It's something that uh, can get you excited for WrestleMania season. And uh, I just think it's it's a good bet to look at Bray Wyatt. So we agree there. We'll see how the picks turn out. Callers, thank you for tuning in and calling tonight. Everyone tuned in. You guys were awesome. Enjoy the Rumble tomorrow night. We'll be back on Monday night at 630 to discuss. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.